emotion at a low Cause nobody seems to know when I'm joking For those who haven't heard me I'm bad at sarcasm So I work in absurdity On that laugh to keep from flying Tip rap like Wyatt versus Chet and Weird Science Okay, we're all recording now? Yes Alright, it's, jun it's Junior Dance ep uh, What's should... up, Joy? No, continue. It's Junior Dance episode 19. We've been, we've had a brief sabbatical, brief hiatus. We actually recorded episode, this is actually episode 20. Episode 19 was recorded, but it got lost. Um, because... Yeah, I heard you guys were having, like, a lot of, like, Jordan Peterson jokes, but, like, someone... We had a really uh, good episode. press record or something. Yeah, actually, ironically, my friend Jordan is the one who didn't hit record. Um, so we, we lost an entire episode. It was probably the best episode we've ever done and it's just gone. It's sad. It's always like that. Yeah. It was a great performance. Like, I don't know. It was tough. It, it was really good. It, whatever. I'm over it. Okay. But it's good to be back. And I'm joined by some Russian agents. Um, <laughs> Name from the Stroka Institute, um, in, in uh. Yeah, but but the the fact that we're from Stroka means that we're not Russian agents at all. We are, we're uh, spies that attempt to be spies, but we actually, we are just uh, like uh, foreign people, uh, trying to make uh, the Russian government look good. You are. Yeah. Maybe. Um. But anyways, I'm nope. I'm joined by I'm joined by classic um, junior dance member uh, Joy Zhu, um, and her friend uh, Nick Nikolev, right? That's how you Nikolai Nikolaev. Correct. Nikolai Nikolai. Nikolai Nikolai. Nikolaev. Oh, it's like Nikolai Nikolaev. All right, all right. Look alive. Look a look alive, Nick, kid. Nick Nick um, huh? Nick has a Nick says that. Um, if he if he has a kid that's a boy he will call him what Nick Nikolai uh. and so his son will be called Nikolai Nikolai Nik Nikolai Nikolaevich. Holy shit! Yo, that that's crazy. That'd be funny. Um, poor kid. Yeah. So, but, yeah, poor kid, right? So, I I guess we didn't really plan anything, but. I guess I'm curious, like how how your semester is going at Stroka. What are you guys working on? Um, like how how's that going? Like how how's Stroka? Or like maybe explain what Stroka is, and then um, just talk about the projects you're working on. Yeah, Joe. Would like would you like to start? Uh, uh, Stroka is just um, uh, like this media and design institute, which was uh, headed by. Like it, there, it has like a design program which is headed by Rem Kohlhaus before, uh, like Benjamin Bratton started to take over, and I think they're like we like our program right now start is uh, lasts for five months, but I think in the past it's like used to last for like a whole year or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I think people like who who study in Stroka basically work on some like sort of like urban themes or architecture theme projects and uh like present them. And we basically work on the shit ton of projects and none of the shit that we do are, is graded. And uh, we basically live in a, like we, 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 we have to like go to school, um, mm. open and close um, 
uh, quotation mark school and like we're confined in like a very enclosed space and like uh, although we're doing many interesting things the whole struggle program is like a reality TV show because a lot of the stuff that we do is uh, publicized on media and um, since we are connected to this like really hip crowd like I think the stuff that we do is actually known to like some like people uh, out there mm -hmm. yeah what, what do you think Nick? Well, as far as I can see, like we haven't done anything useful uh, in the sense of yeah. uh, working in Strelka, uh, besides doing some presentations and last thing, movie, which I, sh I hoped we didn't actually make. Yeah, we, we just uh, tried to like come up with some story and like it didn't get used and like someone came up with... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah I, shouldn't, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't talk too much about that. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah. But the last project was uh, kind of not the very successful one, the most successful one of the others we did. But mainly, we, uh, it's like if you look at the form, we are doing presentations mainly. We come up with some sort of weird speculative walls and try to show them, represent them via various means of presentation, which yeah. can be either either PowerPoint presentation uh, st uh, straight away or it can be movie as it was done last time or it can be uh, some sort of like short video clip with no meaning but somehow conveying some sort of information. Mm -hmm. That's a be like supposed to be like really poetic or something. Like with a <laughs> lot of uh, like numbers and uh, numbers um, flashing on the screen is like the new form of being poetic in, in our digital age or something. Okay, I'm, I'm like to me. making it too bad. Joy, it's just crazy to me that you ended up there because you're like a literary scholar, you know. That's your. I'm not a literary scholar. I'm just like oh, you're obsessed not? with you're like not? learning new new languages and stuff. And somehow, Dan uh, like told me about it, and like another person told me about it, and then like for, uh, in the like last last week of the thing, and I just decided, okay, sure, why not? I'm kind of bored with my like language thing. I got you. Um, yeah, that, that, that's cool. That's, that, that's really cool. Um, but we go to like some really cool trips too. Like, we went to Magadan, uh, last week, last, last week. What is Magadan? Which is like, it's like, um... <laughs> hey man, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I'm here <laughs> Nick, to learn. Nick, Nick, you should do, Nick, you should do most of the talking. Yeah, like, in, in, in terms of Magadan, Magadan is, like, a quite remote city. It takes, uh, yeah, it takes about eight hours to fly there from Moscow via, via direct flight. And oh, it's on the bank, on the coast of Okhotsk Sea. Mm, so it's, like, part of the Pacific Ocean. Mm -hmm. But it's quite a small city, about, like, 100,000 people. Uh, yeah. Mainly mining, but it, but it has pretty dark history because it was very closely related to gulags. You know gulags, right? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, uh, so this city is, uh, was kind of in heart of all this shit happening. Is mm, this like? So it was is mainly. It, is it yeah. in the north? Uh, it's, no, it's very in the far. Northeast, no. It's northeast. It's like almost almost the most eastern point of Russia. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, and so was it, was it, it wasn't exactly a vacation then, it was more of like an educational type thing? Well, uh, from my point of view, we kind of went there to gather old footage, uh, yeah, footage, and then we spent most of the time just, 
uh, riding around the city, uh, exploring uh, various topics uh, that we just like stumbled upon, and then afterwards uh, we were supposed to use this footage and material to create uh, to create certain movies that we did uh, during last week. And mm -hmm. during our during our trip in Magadan, we also had a couple of lectures um, on how to actually make movies, uh, okay. and how to how to use CGI and stuff. But considering that most of the people were drunk at the time, I don't think that they were <laughs> at all. Yeah, like it's like people in like when we went to Magadan, um, like everyone just basically like drank every day. But at the same time, at Stroka, everyone like drinks every day anyway so I, I think according to a lot of people like people like our program is um like the the new normal has like three years and the first year like so after our cohort there's going to be one more cohort yeah. and apparently the first cohort drinks like much less than we do <laughs> yeah. yeah wait what? joy do you just do you guys just like read guide aboard and shit is that part of what you do there what what is that? Guy Debord? Yeah. Um, he's like... Oh, no, 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 no. That, that, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think one of the guys loves... Uh, will probably like reading Guy Debord, but I think none of us, like... Like, although this is, like, a really hip school, I think none of us are actually, like, know that much about theory. And I'm more, more like, of a... Um, like, just reading random... Uh, like, Dennis Johnson and... Um, uh, like analytical philosophy kind of person there's just like there's this one theory person and I, I'm, I'm capable of like, conversing with him and he he's 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 quite smart and he he also lived in Hong Kong for a while we joined. And he, he likes like all of the he's, he's probably the person like who, could, who you could like talk most like uh, like profusely about uh, uh, whatever um, guide aboard there is wait joy by the way by the way by the way I had I had pitches accepted from Asymptote and Hong Kong Review of Books. You have a pitch received? Yeah, I'm working on two pieces right now. One for Asymptote That's and one, great. one for Hong Kong Review of Books. We we had like a Hong Kong Hong Kong Review of Books um like the the editor in chief uh, had like a Skype with us and then he was talking about like gaming and shit and uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all really into And then it's like theory yeah. over there. They're really into theory, like postmodern. And then theory. I just like, no. yeah, I just sort of trolled him. The the uh, the editor. You did. Yeah. She did. What's his name? <laughs> yeah, what's his name? Like Nathan or something. No, it's called Alfie Bone or something. Oh, Alfie. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Nathan is one of the editors for nonfiction. And I was talking to some dude named, I forgot his name, because the other guy's like on sabbatical, but I'm reviewing one of my future professor's books um, at the CRMEP. Um, what, is, what, is, uh, what is this book? It's called The Post-Conceptual Condition, and it's by Peter Osborne, who's like, he's like, you know, like continental philosophy plus aesthetics, that's his thing. And, uh... He's talking about how, um, I mean, it's like a basic ass book in a lot of ways with like a lot of theory that's hard to understand, but it, it's pretty cool. It's like a lot of essays. He, he's, he's saying like, oh yeah, like art is like a form of resistance or whatever. And then like, as an example, 
it's like that 1988 Czech performance piece. Uh, I forgot the person's name, um, but it's just like a dude shitting and like that's art, and like a dude pissing in a like jar and like that's art, and like another work of art is just like walking another human on all fours around a city, and it's like okay, you know, this is cool. Walking, walking like a human on all fours and on the city. Yeah, like a dog, <laughs> like a dog. That was um, what what me and Nick did when we were in Malaga, did we? What? what? They did that there? <laughs> no, we no we ah, did. Yeah, we, yeah. we walk on the beach. <laughs> yeah, we walked on all fours because snow was like not strong enough to hold us, so yeah, you have yeah. to spread your weight around. Like a bear. Well, some sort of. <laughs> yeah, no, that reminds me. Like Kyle and I, we went we went to Colorado a couple years ago, Joy. And it was yeah. the summer, but there were still there was still snow on the mountains, and there was like a trail up there, where there were signs that said like, "Don't go on this trail; it's closed." And Kyle and I read it, and we were just like, "We're gonna go on this trail!" <laughs> like, um, so we did, and like, there was just a ton of snow, and like I literally fell into the snow, like up to my fucking like shoulders. <laughs> it was just like, all right, like it makes sense why we shouldn't have come up here. Um, but maybe I should have gone on all fours and spread my weight out. Um, yeah. I don't know. So how yeah, much... I list, I sent some pitch like to Hong Kong you Hong Kong review of books about like trying to map, uh, like the political compass of like all weird Hong Kong people and never heard from him again. Yeah, I and mean, I think they like just standard book reviews with a little bit of analysis. I think that's like their thing. Yeah. You know? Um. Yeah, I think they just like hit like hit, like uh, hip theory authors, or something. Yeah, that's sort of the thing. Um. And that's so lame because like, why why are they using the name Hong Kong when they're not even like they're barely doing anything related to Hong Kong in the first place? They they're, they're just like they're just like when I was like talking to him on the interview, I was just like, why are you using Hong Kong as like as your like part of your name while like there's like barely anything related to Hong Kong in regards to your review and he was like oh we thought there was like a LA review of books and like a new review of books and why not uh, we could do also do a Hong Kong review that's exactly books. what I did with Cleveland review of books joy <laughs> <laughs> except I've published a bunch of I've already published a fair amount of Cleveland people but it, it's literally like yeah I want to do an LARB but like in our city but no one can top LARB. It's cream of the crop. I mean, at least at least you're from fucking Cleveland. He's not even from Hong Kong. He's like some. He's not from Hong Kong. Dude. No, he's not. Holy he's shit! Like, he, he's like some guy. He's like he's some guy from like Manchester. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like ha- like be on like so, he's some like associate professor in like a community college or something. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't shit on them until after I get my piece published. Um, okay. But, yeah. But they do have a cool design. You gotta give them that. Their their logo yeah. is pretty cool. Um, I don't know. It'll be good for me. Like, <laughs> But, Joy, the Asymptote piece... And I, I don't want to talk too much about Asymptote until it gets published either. But I sent them my draft, mm-hmm. and there were like 80 edits that the editor made. <laughs> Like, 80, uh, 80 edits. Who, who was the person who, who was, like, managing your draft? Who's managing it? Yeah, who's who's your editor? Sarah Booker. Oh, I don't know her. The the, the person... 
who did mine was uh, some guy teaching at U Chicago. Yeah, this this woman teaches at uh, Chapel Hill, UNC. Um, anyway. Oh, we, speaking we of should, which, uh, speaking of which, one of my friends who graduated from UNC in the early two thousands was just like, <laughs> "Yo, my commencement speaker was Bill Cosby." <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, I don't know, N- Nick, uh, yeah. Joy was saying that you're into, like, internet, like, meme culture. Um, well, should we talk a little bit about that, or? Well, if you want, like, if you have any direct questions, because in giving general description of Russian internet culture is kind of impossible. Uh, Wait, so... So, did you know that... It, oh, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but Israel has a... Like, the IDF trains, like, people um, in the military or whatever um, to go online and defend Israel, like, ideologically against anyone who talks down about it, like, on Twitter and shit. So, were you trained to make memes like that led up to the election in america that influenced the election of course no uh i mean uh, we, it it's kind of common knowledge that troll factory is in st petersburg mm-hmm. st petersburg yeah okay uh, uh there are some office blocks that where these trolls uh leave but i assume like it's just the call then and yeah. most of them are just like sitting at the sofas doing stuff. The so called sofa army. Yeah. I mean, they won't. What do you think? Like the American think, media. Oh, go ahead, Joy. Sorry. Uh, Nick, do you have any opinion on the politics of KB? Of politics of, of what? K- of, of KB Strelka. Like, I'm just like thinking about this because you were just talking about like troll factories, but KB's is also known to be like a very uh, nationalistic, like very. Uh, um, like they they they're very biased towards not biased towards they like they they have, they cooperate often with the Russian government on like different like city projects and stuff. And I have a friend from Ukraine who, like he I, like he's one of the people who came to the competition, mm-hmm. uh, for for that public housing thing. And he said that like he it wouldn't be very good if he was known to be like cooperating with KB or something because he's from Ukraine, and KB oh, is shit. so like associated with the Russian government and stuff. Yeah, mm. well, uh, in, in case of KB, uh, like, it is thing that, uh, this consultancy that appeared out of, of the Institute of Strelka, uh, consultancy in urban plan, urban design, and architecture. And the second, second point is that, yeah, like, most of their projects are connected to the gov- federal or municipal government of Moscow. Mm-hmm. And in that case, as far as I know, like, their first project was uh, something... Uh, it was about streets of Moscow, so they were the ones who started to develop these various amenities for streets of Moscow. And starting from there, they caught uh, an attention of federal ministries, and afterwards their uh, budget uh, and other like contracts just skyrocketed. Uh, and they are working with federal government like very, very tightly. But they claim that they are not working with the uh, federal government, because they are working with the Quango. You know what's Quango? No. no. Uh, it's quasi non-governmental organization. Uh, it's called like agency of the uh, mortgage, uh, yeah, mortgage crediting, 
and these guys uh, they are they were created by federal government in 90s like just to try to control to guide the mortgage uh, market as in somehow uh, but they are like 100% fund funded by government like no doubt they are federal people they're just they're just not federal employees I think that's the only difference and wait so what kind of projects are they funding the government is, uh, it, like, had, like, a, is it just like art uh, as a public good you know like nah, or is it like documentary exactly. like documentary documenting like like I'm just curious not what exactly. kind of projects yeah so uh, first of all like this agency it is in itself it doesn't do much uh, it's mainly just distributing money between various uh, think tanks and one of the main beneficiaries of them is KB Strelka because they are doing most of the technical uh, side of the job like uh, they develop uh, typical housing projects uh, they develop uh, typical uh, amenities uh, they develop uh, recommendations for zoning and so all these what's things. The What's the difference between KB Strelka and the Strelka Institute? Uh, institute Strelka was the first thing that started uh, the whole thing, and then graduates from the institute, they started KB, and now KB is funding uh, activities of, of the institute. There are, okay, several okay. Other, there are several other organizations that connected to, K, uh, to Strelka. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like Strelka Bar, Strelka Magazine, so whatever. Is it like a collective of like urban planners and architects, kind of? Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. consultancy. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys? Much are they, the biggest? The biggest one in Russia, as far as I know. Are they? Are they into like public transportation too, or like? Is that well, something? I think they're pretty much into. Um, into everything. I, yeah, no. Like they have, I don't know. I I feel like they're not only trying to get like architects, but also other types of yeah. people. Like I've heard, like photographers that have worked for them, and uh, like people who are like like econ people. Or people like you um, who have no practical skills. Maybe maybe people <laughs> like they they had like a project. Uh, I don't know whether whether like we're allowed to say this like talk about struggles stuff, but like they had a, a Vatican Orthodox project. Oh right. they? Uh, yeah. Uh, like Seba talks about it in his like Pesach I wasn't there, but the, like, like they like, were trying to come up with the like designing the something like the Vatican, it. but in like the Orthodox Russian Church architecture. Yeah. No. No. Like they they wanted to design like a literally like an orthodox like a vatican for the orthodox uh, religion is that pretty strong there have we talked about this joy like like religion there's a church mafia there's a fucking church mafia there's a church mafia is is yeah, it related there's to like a church is, is it related is, to what is, is it related to catholicism at all or probably nah. not no nah, no in case in, in case of catholicism it's kind of Mm, I think it's on pretty same positions as Catholic, uh, as Orthodox Christianity in U.S. So just you guys are somewhere. It's your your pagans. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I'm just kidding. I, I I'm kidding. I, I, I am I I am I am pagan myself. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Um. um I, like, I was, we were talking about yeah. Yeah, in About case of like church, the church mafia. mafia, I heard there was what? a there was a church near Stroka. 
Yeah. And apparently there's a like brothel down there or something. Yeah. Nah, it's. Um, I, I think. Uh, no. I think rumors started when because it has a soul sauna down there. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And sauna in Russia is often associated with the brothel. Yeah. Uh huh. So, uh, so I guess that's uh, the way uh, all rumors started about this. But I'm pretty sure that they actually have some brothels. These guys have to, have to because they control like a lot of shady shit. Yeah. So do you think I got an I go ahead, Joy. Sorry. Do you think KV Stroka has anything to do with the church mafia? Don't think so, because as far as I know, uh, church has their own architects who replicate the same designs everywhere. But but, but maybe, what does maybe, the mafia like, do like? Do they kill people? Uh, like, what do they? What do they do? And like, what's their function in the community? Because like historically, like you know, mafia like does shady shit, but they're also protecting certain people. Like they're serving a function, you know. So what are they? What's the church mafia like? Or is it just like they call it the church mafia and it's not as active as it used to be, but they never change the name? Like, could could you explain what it does? Yeah, in that sense, uh, church mafia normally relates to various illegal activities conducted by church but that are being covered up because it is church okay. and uh, and them con- uh, doing some of the commercial activities under the guise of uh, doing religious stuff and therefore avoiding taxation so uh, the biggest oh, okay. uh, case the biggest case was in 90s when they were became almost monopoly in uh, tobacco import in Russia okay okay and uh, so a lot of taxation uh, the, stuff and Relationships with the government. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and speaking land, of which, land, land grabbing ahead. as well. Land yeah, I was going to well. say that too. Yeah, 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 like being awarded land. Yeah. Um. So also, aren't there like elections happening in Russia right now? Yeah, right. Uh, at the moment, uh, I went to vote like about six hours ago. Don't say who. Who's is? What's the position? Is it like Putin's position that's up for election? Well, yeah. So, there's no way. <laughs> so, he's going to win, right? Yeah, yeah. It's Quite. like it's like a 16 seed against a 1 seed. But instead of yes. that, like in March Madness, but instead it's like a 1600 seed against a point zero 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 one seed. Like, there's no chance. <laughs> like... <laughs> No way. No, but speaking of which, um, have 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 you been watching March Madness at all, Nick? No. Nah, like, do you care nah, about I that at all? No. You just know about it. I just it? know about. I just know about that because John Oliver made an episode about that. Yeah. Do people care about basketball in Russia, or is it mostly like soccer? They're into. I think it depends actually because I think soccer yeah is way bigger than basketball but basketball I think is bigger than volleyball and <laughs> if you do comparisons I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny though because like when I um I don't know like the team I like I'll, I'll watch CSKA Moscow play in like European yeah. games fairly often and mm-hmm. it'll be like fucking middle of January and there's just a wall of dudes behind the goal with no shirts on, like painted, just going absolutely nuts. And it's like, oh my god! Like I've never seen anything like this. Like nowhere have I seen. It's crazy. They're just shirtless in like fucking sub zero weather. Like what the hell? Just like they have to be like drunk on like a lot of vodka or something. I don't know. Uh, have just you to seen, stay warm. 
Have you seen videos that these Russian football fans produce produced before FIFA started? Like when just it was announced that FIFA is gonna be happening in Russia, and then Russian fans uh, they publish a lot of videos of them fighting against each other and saying saying to European fans like, please come come here, we are prepared to meet you. Oh really? Yeah, they were like a bunch of these videos. Like, Wait, like prepared to. St- Prepared to meet you in like a friendly way or in like a violent way, a violent, a violent way, very violent way. Yeah, there's gonna be. Joy, are you gonna be in Russia this summer? I don't, maybe. Maybe I should try to go to uh, the World Cup. <laughs> oh yeah, I think they were, like the visa process is easier. Yeah, so. But I think Joy, you've you got to find a hotel soon. I'd have to find a hotel. Yeah. I I'm, I think I'm, a lot of people are coming. Joy, let me sleep on your couch. Let me sleep on your couch. Come on. I I'm 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 living in a, I'm living with someone. Like I'm li- I'm living I'm still living in a school dorm now. Joy, let me sit on the foot of your bed. Let me sleep on the foot of your bed. There's there's not even room in the foot of my bed. Like I'm I'm like living in one room with two beds. We gotta share a bed, Joy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no no no. Uh, fuck. Anyways. So I guess I'm not going to Russia because there's no way I'm going to get a plane ticket. But or no, I'm not going to be able to get a hotel room. It's probably packed. But Joy, what are you doing next year though? Did you get into a grad program? I don't know. I might do I might go to Norway. Oh. I might stay here. Did you get in to Norway? I I mean I got in for a long time like last year. Oh. But I don't know whether I want to do that. Got it. Is that in Bergen? Yeah, it's in Bergen. It's so pretty there, I hear. Yeah. It's, I, I heard it's also pretty depressing, though. There's a lot of, like, metal bands that come out of there. So, I mean, there must be some sort of thing propelling people to make crazy metal music. So are you joined by someone else now? No, in Bergen, Norway. I'm not joined by Norway has a lot of like metal bands no. for some reason. Uh, no, I mean Person- like depression. Depression drives them to produce this sort of black metal music. Yeah, probably. But where does like the depression come from? It's like in uh, uh, I don't know. It's like a better version of Magadan. It's the ideal version of Magadan where there is like social security, but like yeah. all the shit is also very expensive and. Um, um, I don't know. Even I think it, I think like alcohol in like Norway is really expensive. So yeah. like if I go there, I think I should like learn the skills of um, making moonshine or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should make moonshine. Or maybe, joy. Or maybe not drinking. Or, <laughs> no, maybe. no fucking way. I'm <laughs> not drinking. <laughs> you kidding me? I mean, yeah. No, like I th- I think like. Like the probably one of the reasons why they're so miserable is because they can't they like drinking is so expensive there, yeah. and they have Joy, to like be sober way, all the time. Joy, speaking yeah. of drinking though, I got this green tea like the the green tea. I think it's the same one you got um, in London, just like the simplest green tea bags, you know. And I've been drinking it every morning, you know. It's no, so it's good. not. It's the it's poor. It's the poor that I got in London. It's, it's, it's like, the stuff that makes you fall asleep. Oh, you got a fall asleep one? What's that one called? Yeah. Uh, What's it called? It's, it's called Poor. Like P-O-U-R? Um, 
It's P U E R. P U Oh, like boy. Puer it means boy in Spanish. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were saying that like Asian, like China and like Japan, like to just have products that use the name of like romance languages. <laughs> Yeah, I know totally. Like they're just like appropriating romance languages. It's like the uh like that pen that I had that just has like the French days of the week on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um what else do you guys want to talk Nick, about? And Nick should talk about a bit about like um what's growing up in uh, like you you were saying that like people have no idea what like what's uh growing uh. up in Saka like yeah, but uh, I mean, like, it's not even about that, because uh, people say, normally say, like, after talking with me or meeting with me, like, for a couple of days or a couple of hours, they say, like, Nick, you're weird. And <laughs> then I'll go, and then I'll go, like, yeah, why would they say that? And then I, I, uh, I remind myself, oh, actually, it was my conscious choice. Uh, when I was in ninth grade, I think it was 2014, ah, 2004, 2004, or three. Uh, I was kind of getting tired of this school hierarchy stuff when you have to fight to prove that you are the one who is kind of worth, worthy or you have to be very smart, you have to be talkative. I was just getting tired of all this and like decided I'm gonna be weird, therefore people wouldn't actually try to get close to me, anyone. And it's you know, somehow, somehow it kind of worked. You don't want people to get close to you? There was a time when getting close to me meant that they are either trying to beat me or get something out of me. So I was like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'd better avoid this human contact. Yeah. That reminds, you that, that, bo that reminds me of that yeah, book please. I was reading with you in Berlin, Joy. Which one? Uh, Reveries of a Solitary Walker by Rousseau. Where the thesis, oh, maybe you were reading it. Where the thesis was just, uh, people need to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, yeah. No, that's, okay, that's cool. Wait, so, what, what was your town and, like growing up? And this was like the way I decided to be weird. Uh, I intentionally switched from mainstream music because all my friends at the time, they were listening to skate punk and shit, and I intentionally chose Russian rock called either, like, knowing that it is kind of shit, uh, I still chose <laughs> it, because no one, yeah. no one else was listening to it, and mm. then I started to read books, because no one, no one, no, well, I was reading books quite a lot at the time, but I just started reading even more books, even weirder books, because no one actually was reading anything, because school kids, no one reads. Uh, what were, what you else? said that like you stole some book or something or your brother stole some book yeah but it's uh, it's my brother he would like just steal books for, from bookshops for, from time to time or appropriate something that was supposed to be a part of book crossing chain so he would stumble upon some book crossing book and then just tear off uh, the sticker saying that it's for book crossing and put it on our shelf saying oh I found a book you, s you said that he yeah. stole like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas or something. Yeah, yeah, he, he stole this one. I think he also stole like Philosophy of Simpsons book by somebody. And Philosophy of, of Simpsons? 
Yeah, and I, th- I think he also uh, stole, stole this like uh, naked lunch book. Oh, Burroughs. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Mm, couple, couple of others. Uh, this, Wait, is, uh, is that the, is that Burroughs or Bukowski? I always forget. I think Burroughs. Right? It's Burroughs. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't Deleuze like and, him a lot? Or no, sorry. Go ahead. My bad. Nah, uh, uh, I was just saying that this way of stealing books for him was just. First of all, he didn't have enough money at the time, all the time, especially to buy books. Books mm-hmm. are like general as as everywhere, quite expensive here. And mm-hmm. on the other hand, it was some sort of, I don't know. He stole books that no one would actually even try to read, at least in Yakut. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, why why is there why is there naked lunch and fear and loathing in Las Vegas in Yakut? It's even translated, by the way. <laughs> it's even translated. Yes. You know, recently, like in some in some rat in some like mainstream Chinese intellectual website, I just stumble upon like an interview by Jeff Jeff D- Dyer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I was just like, why why do people in China care about this shit? Like I don't know. When I was a kid, when I like I wanted to like read a uh, Roland Barthes, but they wouldn't like the, you can't even buy it in the bookstore. Yo, there's a book like that Roland Barthes about him going to China. I'm pretty yeah. sure. In Is one, it China? I think he went to Japan and like India and yeah, I think he also went to China. Yeah, but but uh, my favorite literary critic who passed away a few years ago, Pierre Riquemans like destroyed that book in a review wait let me just let me go get that book i I gotta keep talking but like i gotta go find that that um that essay real quick one second all right (laughs) hey hi oh now we can talk about something while billy is not here yeah uh what exactly uh let me think. Oh, what, like was, you should say something bad about America or yeah, something. When I was, I think, uh, the second year of my studies of history and political science, I encountered one guy who online who was uh, he had a zine. Um, he had a yeah. zine in Yakutsk about some some sort of underground stupid shit, and I was like, mm-hmm. uh, he asked asked me like, can you write something uh, to me? I'm like, sure, what do you want? He says, like, something gnarly, something, like, stupid. And I was like, uh, what's, what about methods of the torture in the Tsarist Russia? And he was yeah. like, yeah, sure, that, that, that's, that's going to be great. And this guy was, I think, the only one who actually enjoyed reading this shit. <laughs> uh, I wrote, as, as far as I remember, about, like, three pages and he was like, oh, that's a little bit too much because uh, my zine itself is like four pages <laughs> and I don't want to make it <laughs> as a zine about torture in Russia. <laughs> but he took maybe, like, maybe. the juiciest ju- 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 ones. Yeah, you should send it to me. Yo, what's up? If I will find hey. it. Hey. Alright, alright, I got, I got a little something. So, this is... P- Simon Lays is his pen name, or Pierre Rickmans. This is like top five favorite book for me. Um, but he wrote this essay, Roland Barthes in China. And uh, so in April and May of 1974, Roland Barthes made a trip to China with a small group of his friends from the review Telquel, 
This visit coincided with a colossal bloody purge launched nationwide by the Maoist regime. This was the famous and sinister campaign of denunciation of Lin, Biao, and Confucius. Upon his return, Barth published an article in Le Monde, Le Monde which offered a strangely jolly view of this totalitarian, totalitarian violence. <laughs> to quote, Its very name, Pilin Pikong in Chinese, has the joyful tinkle of a sleigh bell and the campaign comprises made-up games, a caricature, a poem, a children's sketch, during which suddenly a little girl in makeup assails the ghost of Lin Biao between two ballet dances. The political text in it alone gives rise to these little happenings. Um, <laughs> is, it the, is it like the people wearing those, uh, what, what hats do you call them? Like, uh, like show trials and stuff with the parades? I don't know. But this whole book, he's just. There is like a lot of like a lot of like magical realism shit around that. Um, uh, uh, like that period of time, I guess. Like especially from that guy, that uh, guy who won the Nobel Prize. What is what is he called? Wait, can um, I just read the last paragraph of this real quick? Sure. So he he just like describes Barth's notebooks like. Apparently, his observations got published in, like, a deluxe edition a couple years ago, or a few years ago. And so, he ends this by saying, In the January 2009 issue of Magazine Literature, Philippe Soler claimed that these notebooks of Bart exemplify the virtue of common decency, as lauded by George Orwell. It seems to me, to the contrary, that by virtue of what he fails to say, Bart manifests an uncommon indecency. <laughs> In any case, Soler's comparison is incongruous. Orwell's common decency is grounded in simplicity, honesty, and courage. Barth certainly had qualities, but not those particular ones. The only words of George Orwell that spring readily, readily to mind, apropos of the Chinese writings of Barth and of his friends at Telquel, are these. One has to belong to the intelligentsia to believe things like that. No ordinary man could be such an idiot. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. So he just... He he wasn't. This guy's like a serious scholar of like China, and he he would just hate it when like I don't know like someone who has no expertise in it, like is like fetishized like like someone like Bart. People are like, oh yeah, like anything he says is important because he's like one of those guys who's on a certain level. But then because you have that celebrity, you can just say whatever the fuck you want about whatever you want, and um, I don't know. It's not it's not dissimilar. It's different from like professional athletes talking about political issues that they know nothing about but that's what it reminds me of like you know what i mean any never mind i'm, yeah. I'm done yeah anyway what like, were we talking about <laughs> i don't know we were just talking about like actually we we're just talking about saras uh torture oh nice awesome stuff right nice yeah, that's something it's something when I, I met one guy in Yakutsk internet and, and he was weird enough to ask me to write an article for him and I asked like what do you want it to be about and like choose whatever you want like and I asked him what about Tsari's torture methods and he goes yeah sure that, that, that sounds great and then yeah, I wrote yeah, about like yeah. Three, yeah and then I wrote about like three pages of it uh, sent it to him he well, he said like that's he was I think the only person who was who enjoyed it quite a lot and but he also said that actually my zine is like four pages and you are three pages and I cannot actually fit it all in there so I'll just take the juiciest parts of it and when he <laughs> said that I was thinking like 
it sounds a, a bit like a torture in itself, taking out the juiciest parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, so, you should, you should, you should publish something for me, Nick. You should write something for me. You, you, you what, too, what? Joy. Joy, you gotta publish something for CRB. You know, you know. I will. I will. I'm not gonna pay you though. Um. I'll get you a beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you'll get me a beer. Come to Russia and get me a beer. Yeah. Look, for my friends, I'm not demanding your A-team starting lineup content. This is like your, your B-team like stuff that you're trying to get rid of. Like, I'll take it, you know? I'll eat, I'll, I'll eat, I'll, I'll eat food that fell on the floor. Like, that's, I need anything for my journal while we're getting off the ground. I need as many authors that aren't me as possible. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, also like in Twitter, uh, Joy mentioned about uh, maybe talking about dreams that I sometimes have. Actually, yeah. not yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah. quite quite a lot. Actually. Wait, well, can you finish like what happened? Like after, like can you finish like the story that you were telling about like uh, like stealing books and what what happened afterwards? Uzin. No, like you said, you were saying your brother was stealing books and like growing up trying to be weird. Ah yeah. Uh, and then when when and then, did you when did you like what what is like you you start to listen to weird music and read. So Joy, and then... now it's the show where we psychoanalyze Nicola. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Instead of me, yeah. Yes. Please, please, like I I don't mind. And then how to say it properly? Uh, I kind of this limited my circle social circle quite obviously. Only nerds mm-hmm. who didn't fit uh, in the other categories were the ones who were talking with me. But I was absolutely defying that because I spent most of my time playing video games anyway. Hell yeah. And <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, how to say it properly, I quite enjoyed this time actually because I spent a lot of time alone. And by, by all means, and also this developed in me this alienation of Russian culture because I was growing like in absolutely, like totally Russian city. It was in Yakutsk, uh, in Yakutia, the region, uh, but it was populated mainly by Russians. Uh, my school was all in Russian. There's nothing that reminded where we actually are. So it more it more felt like we are somewhere in suburb uh, Moscow, Moscow suburbia. And, okay. and this this way, I cr- uh, developed this alienation of this old culture that I don't like, uh, and grew uh, closer to the. Uh, grew closer to this countryside culture of Saha people because um, some of my summers I would spend uh, at my granny's place in the countryside which is like um, 1200 kilometers away from the place where I studied in school yeah. and then and there people would people there would just like accept me as as I am and they would just give no shit what I listen they would give no shit what I read because they simply don't give a shit about that and I grew fond of this place and then this kind of projected on the whole culture of Saha people and therefore I became very ardent nationalist and uh, the man who hates Russians you, became, what, what, more, you became like like jingoistic for like Russian nationalism yes. are you nah, I started to, I started I started to hate Russians oh okay so back and forth because because like the Saha was for, uh, diff- they didn't like Russians. Um, Saha people, they are different people. Like absolutely, we speak different language. We Asian after all, 
uh, we have different culture, we share different values, we don't share like same values, I mean, and we like, we are being colonized by Russians, like why we have to love them? <laughs> oh, so there's like colonization within Russia, you're saying? Yes, yes. Oh, uh, Siberia being colonized by Russians. Uh, some of them are more successful, some of them less successful. Like where it's more successful, you see less indigenous people. Where it's more success, uh, less successful, you see more people like me. So is a yeah, big, like is yeah, because like you, I don't know. Are, do you say? I mean, I'm not trying to be racist here, but like, do Siberians yeah. like look more like Asian? You know, like tourists, like you know what I mean? Like yeah, because Russia, uh, Russia is because I like the scale. Russian is like the easternmost part of Europe, and then. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like Europe and not Europe, and it, yeah. it's kind of like a mixture of like Asian and like European. You look more Asian. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I I I am I am Asian. Like in my family, there is not no one who actually looks like a proper Russian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we. I hope I hope we never had one who looked like Russian. Yeah, whatever that means. Uh, yeah, um, and then uh, there is. Uh, I think if you try to count down how many uh, Asian-looking Russians are there. It, it, I think it would be around three million. The people who oh, were wow. born here, yeah, not including immigrants. And if you include immigrants, I think it goes up like to ten million. Wow. So is Russian? So Siberia is in the north, right? So right. Uh, it's east. Northeast, northeast, or just east? No, east. You know, Europe. All the, yeah. So are they like drilling for oil there, or is that more north, like the Arctic, like uh, the Gazprom uh, thing? It's uh, Siberia is so big because they, they yeah they drill for oil in there but it's uh, north uh, western part of Siberia mainly and south part of Siberia. So like what resources are they exploiting? Are like the uh, I mean in terms everything? of colonization it's more just like I, yeah, I feel like in resources. general the model the model is just like big cities and it's not just like resources it's also like human labor that they're taking yeah. away from all these various cultures and like smaller towns it's the same thing in america and then all that talent goes to like new york and then oh yeah all the other places lag i feel like humans are a resource you know like education and yeah. things like that in that sense i think yeah. moscow is kind of this life sucking uh, uh spider sucking life juices out of the whole russia <laughs> life juices i like it and uh, in terms of uh, resources, uh, like mineral resources, uh, they dig everything in Siberia. Uh, gold, uh, coal, gas, oil, uh, diamonds, silver, uranium, all precious metals, all non-precious metals, wood, uh, hunting, fishing, all happening here, uh, all happening in what? Siberia. What about vibranium? Vibranium, not yet, not yet, but I'm pretty sure they're gonna find it soon. <laughs> Do you know what Vibranium is? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, oh, I know, it's like from, from, from this uh, Black Panther movie. Yeah, good job, good job, you got the trivia. Nice. <laughs> uh, I, I'm surprised, do people watch Black Panther in uh, Russia? <laughs> it's, it's regarded as a very bad movie in here. <laughs> Uh, but but people saw it like that's pretty cool. Like yeah, I feel like you guys anyway, wouldn't yeah. like Mar. You guys wouldn't like Marvel. I feel like because like Captain America, <laughs> like or there's like a 
Or there's like another Marvel for like Russia, and it's just like captains, <laughs> captain, captain sickle and hammer, like, like. Well, th- th- there were several attempts to do something like that, but they were hated even more than American counterparts. Because <laughs> it's it's so like, it's so forced and inauthentic, but that's literally American culture, you know, to do some shit like Captain America, like. <laughs> That's American, you know, like, um, anyways, um, Joy, I have like 300 books in my apartment. It's crazy. I, I'm going to have to move everything out in like six months. You should like <laughs> send some to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I need to do, what I want to do, Joy, do you remember Close Up Cinema in London? Yeah. My eventual side hustle while I'm doing whatever I am, once I inherit a lot of money, but what, I'm just kidding. But I want to start something like close up where it's like there is there's like a cafe and then like a library of like both films and books. You can like you you pay like a certain amount of money per month. You can take up to three books at a time or whatever Um, in like a screening room. And then I can like have my library be kind of like public because honestly, like in terms of in terms of 24 year old like kids or like people like people under 25, I think that. I have one of the best libraries of literature slash philosophy in like the continental tradition that you could find in the world for my age. I believe that. You should. I've got to. I got to hire me to to help you read your books or something. To organize them. <laughs> I'll I'll help you to organize them. I just I just yeah wanna... I'll 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 use uh my my I'll just like use some I'll invent a code and organize them to this code, and you'll have to crack the code. Yeah, and we can use Kyle's books too. I just want us all to like live together and just collectively live, like work on that project. Like, you know, sometimes we'll be a barista, sometimes we'll just be chilling there. Like, take turns, and we can just hang there all day and work, <laughs> like, and like write shit, I don't know. I, I miss my friends, honestly. Cleveland, is the worst place for me to be. <laughs> Everyone's gone. Yeah, you should leave soon. I th- I'm going to. Um, the problem is, I mean, I'll tell you about this later, but there there are relationships and ties that I have here, which will be hard to uh, leave. <laughs> not leave, but like. Yeah, I think I, I think I heard a little about that. From Kyle. Yeah. What do you say? Or maybe tell me after. <laughs> okay. Um. Um, um, yeah, I, th- I like Nick, I feel like somehow, like, my, uh, what is that noise? Um, uh, it, it, my upbringing yeah. is... What did Kyle say? Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, it's just, like, I'm getting messages on my phone, it's vibrating. That's the sound? Okay, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, oh my God. Yeah, I feel like my upbringing is, like, somewhat similar to yours, because I also, like, I was also very, like, uh... Like, I wasn't, like, inducted into, like, mainstream Hong Kong culture, and it was only afterwards that, um, I don't know, the Umbrella Revolution happened, and I felt like, like, I was, like, studying abroad, and I was like, oh, shit, like, maybe one day I'll never be able to go home anymore. And then, uh, then, then I started to, like, start, like, start to care about politics more. Oh. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, maybe that's different. But I was also, like, very, like, alienated from my... Like from from like the people that I was going I was going to school with, like everyone was like, 
everyone like watch like the same TV shows and shit, and then I'm just like always like doing my own shit and like not not um, not socializing with anyone. And then I I think I like never like developed proper social skills until I was in like until I was like. 17 or 18? Joy, they're not proper. They're, they're just adequate. No, they're adequate it's, it's enough. Just they're like, adequate <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, it's adequate. But, like, it's just, like, it, it also comes with, like, growing up in, like, a girl's school, you know? Like, there's, like, like people are very weird when, when you go to, like, an all-girls school and they, um, I don't know, like, you just don't, you just don't, you just, like, it's just, like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, you have, like, really, you talk... Like, like, I don't know. No, like, I get it, dude. I went like, to an all-guys school. It's fucked up. <laughs> like, It's not... It's, I don't know. Maybe it's fucked up in a different way. But, like, there's, like, this group of people who, 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 like, go to, like, tutorial schools and, like, meet boys. And then they'd be sociable and they're, like, quite normal. But then there's this group of people who are less social and they're, not, like, either nerds or they're into, like, really weird stuff and they, like, talk about stuff in a really weird way. And they're just, like, really weird. And, like, this group of people, like, just grew up from kindergarten to like high school in the same school and then they just like like I have friends right now who who are like who who, who um I think uh because like they grew up in this school so they don't uh they still like socialize with like the same group of girls and they don't know how to like um I don't know whether it's like it's it's their problem or what but like there are some people who like they're they're like tomboys in in girl school which means that they're they're like lesbian or whatever word they call it, and they come out to the world, and they become like, um, they become like, they become like, they become like heterosexual again. But some people like, um, uh, they just like because I think it's because they went to girls' school, they never become uh, like they they're just like forever, um, uh, they're forever like they like I like I know a lot of people who are still. Uh, uh, tomboys or tom TBGs like because they went to girls school which is like not a problem but it's just that I feel uh, like I, I thought that it was like a very strange experience uh, growing up yeah I mean I, I still I still don't know how to talk to a girl like <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I mean yeah, I'm, it's, I'm, it's I mean, like I'm kidding it's it's still like awkward all the time when you combine like my Catholic upbringing with my all-boy education it's not a good combination, you know. In, uh, it's like when you when you like when you go when you go into society and you, if you, there's like an opposite sex, then you know how to like adhere to like a certain social convention. But then if there is like no like an opposite sex, then like things get very weird because there is no you don't know like you don't know what standards you're supposed to behave, and you just uh, like there is this weird uh, like I don't know girl school way of like uh, acting, which is like. Which is like kind of nice in in the way that you don't care about what other people think about you. Yo, whenever a girl would walk into our school, everyone would just get rowdy and like just start jumping off walls and like punching each other. <laughs> 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 just like trying to peacock, and the girls are just like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> we, uh, dude, I'll send you a picture, but but my high school literally had a like. Um, and this is where all the freshmen hang out. Um, they, there was like this, um, it, it was like carpeted, like this carpeted area with like, um, but the way like the, the ground was shaped, it was like a pit kind of, and there were like various geometric shapes within it. And you could just, it, it's a really weird like architectural like little space within within the school. 
but it, it, it was just like a, it, it was like um I don't know how to how to explain it. It was just like a weird topography, and you could like sit in weird ways. It, it was only it was like very childish, and it was called Monkey Island. And like yeah, like when the girls would walk in, you would just like jump off the. You would like do parkour and like, <laughs> like on Monkey Island. Like it was it was pretty crazy, man. Um, it sounds sounds pretty crazy. Yeah, we'll talk to Kyle about yeah. it sometime. We we do have to record it. Joy, you wanted to do a series, or something. I was like I was talking to another guy in the program, and then he was like, I was like, oh, do you want to record a podcast? And then he was like, sure. Do you want to do a series? And I was like, oh, sure. Uh, yeah, I think he, he's wants to talk about like more more serious stuff. Okay. Like um, philosophy stuff. Okay. Should should we stay as do you think junior dance is like a good name? Like we should keep that? Um I don't know. Um if you have any better alternatives, uh, that would be nice. But like junior dance is uh you, you already have like hats or something, right? You already have caps. We already have it. We can't change it at this point. We're stuck. Wait, Nick, you need to finish, you need to finish, like, talking about Saka people and also your dreams. Yeah, talk about dreams, and then uh, I gotta go in a bit. I gotta go in a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But let's hear about case, dreams. Yeah, in case of dreams. What like, about, have, you, have you finished talking about Saka people? Yeah, I think, I think it's pretty much sums up, like, what I've been experiencing and how I became this ardent nationalist. Yeah, But, but why, why... Sorry? Um... But, um, but, uh, uh, like, but what, what about that in terms, you, you said that people in Straka didn't really understand how Sa people... Yeah, but, and, yeah, but they, they didn't quite understand, like, uh, that, uh, I, some of them are weird, I agree, some of them are quite normal, as you said, but... Also, you, you have the impression that they mm-hmm. think that all of the Saha people are like you. Yeah, f- first of all, first of all, yes, this, like, uh, I don't want to give anyone the impression that Saha people are like me. It's going to be an insult to Saha people. Uh, <laughs> and the second point is that it's, uh, how to say it properly, they say, when I say that I hate Russian people, they kind of react to it very aggressively. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just like, well, why, why would you like? I'm, I'm not saying that I hate you. I'm saying that I hate Russian people. How do, how does Misha feel about that? Misha, he is saying like it's childish, like give it up, like fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's his position. I don't know. It's, 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 what I think what it, about? Yeah, in in case of uh, if we're gonna switch to topic of dreams, I've been having like very vivid dreams for quite a while. I think like since my childhood, uh, starting from ten, twelve years old, until uh, now, I have like this v- extremely vivid dreams. Last uh, one of the most uh, bright one that I remember was that I was in some mm, huge shopping mall, like with a huge ceilings about like forty meters high. I'm standing there, and suddenly I notice that people start running away. And I'm just like, "What's happening?" And I see that all these store windows are get get starts starts to get closed. And like, well, that's kind of weird. And people saying to me like, "Run, run, keep running." I'm like, "Nah, I'm not, I'm not gonna run until I understand what's happening." And then I can feel that ground is shaking, and like I was like, "Wow, that's unexpected." And then uh, out of the 
corner I can see like huge T-Rex popping out and running towards me and then like yep now I'm gonna now I'm gonna run <laughs> <laughs> and then then I keep running away and then it's because it's bigger it just like, uh, catches up to me and then it tries to bite me and at this moment I see how this huge door uh, that separates like various rooms of the shopping mall closes down and slams the head of this T-Rex and this head stops like in, right in front of me with these hu huge teeth, uh, all the spit, all the uh, uh, warm breath uh, that I feel like all this thing that coming out of his mouth it just stops right in front of me like just, just inches uh, before uh, actually biting me and I'm staying there like what the fuck is that? And after yeah. this, I, w I wake up. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good time to wake up. <laughs> Shit. Wait, tell, also t uh, tell the dream about uh, me and Misha and like swallowed up by the shop. Yeah, there was another dream that actually uh, that I actually uh, saw about. Uh, I, g I dreamed uh, when I was in Strelka, and it was about some sort of phenomena that happened uh, in some sort of, I don't know, it looked like American suburbia for me. Uh, there was a huge living biological wall uh, that was kind of getting closer to, to the suburbia and because of that uh, people just ran away and it was like chaos and rampage everywhere. Uh, people were looting, burning houses, killing each other in the streets. And oh, there was yeah. one where uh, and there was one weird Arab guy, uh, shop owner, and he said like, nope, I'm not going anywhere, not, uh, whatever happens, I'm gonna stay here, in, in, my, <laughs> in, my, in, in my store. And then, and then me, uh, Joy, uh, one other guy, Misha, and some people that I actually don't know, uh, we decided like, we're gonna go explore what's happening inside of this wall. Uh, we get to this wall, and it's wall. This wall is like uh, starts from the ground level and d disappears somewhere in the sky. I don't actually know how how tall it is. It's like biological breathing stuff uh, that's all moving um, all the time, like sticky, slimy. And we get there, and then uh, there is actually opening uh, that moves all the time. But when it comes there, this opening is right on the ground level, so we're able to go through this orifice into uh, this weird landscape that's actually behind behind this wall. In this landscape you have like uh, hair growing out of the ground, tentacles flying everywhere, I don't know, some sort of uh, uh, harpies or sirens uh, uh, grabbing people who are, who are actually encompassed by this wall and being eaten alive at our side. And then, oh, uh, man, yeah. we, then we try to go in there and try to go discover what's inside there and a bunch of our people get eating and then we decide okay fuck it uh, we're gonna run away it's time time to leave this place and on our way back uh, I think only me and Joy are left and we have and when we can uh, run back to the wall we found uh, find out that the gate actually moved up and we have to climb climb up uh, to get out of this place and way there is just like crazy like all these huge birds trying to eat you on uh, this some sort of harpies uh, attacking and just like a nightmare to get out of this place then we get out but we're, we went through this orifice we're all covered in slime we won't have a shower we won't have some rest and we run towards this Arab, girl, uh, Arab guy a shop owner and we asked him can we please have a shower in here and he's like nah he's like nah fuck you man like, and then we kind of like still 
talk 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 him uh talk him into and he's like okay go on and joe's uh, goes first and the store itself shop itself is kind of facing uh it's standing uh, by back towards this wall and this wall is keeps keeps growing and i i'm staying staying outside uh i'm staying uh, standing like uh, at the entrance area and then i see that this wall is coming and joe went to the shower and i see how this wall actually Ooh. gets uh, swallows the back part of the store where Joy is, and then I can hear her uh, screams how she was being eaten in there. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and at the time, I'm just looking at this Arab guy, like saying, like, "Are you gonna do anything about that?" And he's like looking at me, like, "What can I do?" <laughs> <laughs> and I think at this time we just like kind of die together, and uh, I wake up. <laughs> yeah, well, that's quite the dream. <laughs> I wish I had more vivid dreams like that. Shit. Yeah. Um. It's anyways. Any closing thoughts, guys? Any closing thoughts? Um. I have to. Um, I have to leave my apartment. Um. I don't know. Uh, we're having Keller Easterling tomorrow. Have you heard of this uh person? No. She's a lecturer who talks about uh like exceptional zones of economic and political activity. And uh, Hong Kong and Hong Kong is considered as one of those places and also Shenzhen. And um, I don't know, I was just, I was ju just thinking about like the episode where you talked about like, uh, uh, like, well, like Milton Friedman or something. Like when we talk about, when we talk about Hong Kong, you're immediately uh, Milton Friedman. Yeah, Milton Friedman. A capitalist utopia. <laughs> like, yeah. If the price system changes, Mr. Ching will adapt. <laughs> like one one year he's selling tourist items, and if that doesn't work out, he'll sell pears. Like, like he doesn't mind. Like I don't know, Milton Friedman do. All right, Joy, let me know about next week. I think this is okay. this is good. Um, Thank you for joining us. Um, signing out from Cleveland, Ohio, it's Billy Lennon. It's Joy from Moscow. And Nikolai. Right. From, from the next station, yeah. All right. All right, thanks, guys. I'll see you. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Okay.